Welcome to Providence Cares, a podcast about overcoming obstacles and finding hope. We're sharing stories of compassion, justice, and our mission to provide health for a better world. Hello, and welcome to our broadcast. I'm your host, Syl Trepeny, Senior Vice President and System Chief Nursing Officer at Providence. As a reminder, the information provided during this event is for information purposes only. If you have any medical questions, please reach out to your primary care or healthcare professional. Joining me there during this live event today is Cindy Clements, a registered nurse in Valdez, Alaska, and Chris uh, Cothran, a registered nurse from Anchorage, Alaska. Cindy and Chris, welcome. Hi. Thank you. Great to see you. Happy Friday. Yeah. Happy Friday. And I understand that. Uh, so, uh, Cindy, you're actually you're off this week. So you're enjoying mm -hmm. uh, the sight sightseeing and and uh, and the beautiful winter weather of, uh, of Anchorage, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm PTO all week, skiing at Alaska, skate skiing, the great skate ski trails in Anchorage. It's been fun. Good for you. Good for you. So um, how about you start us off, Cindy? Just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what you do. Okay. Um, well, um, my name's Cynthia Clements, and um, I work at Providence Valdez Medical Center. It's a critical access hospital in Valdez, Alaska, about six hours um, via the road system from Anchorage. I've moved, I moved to Alaska in 1998 from Alabama and graduated from the BSN nursing program at UA in Anchorage in 2009. I started my nursing career at Matsu Regional Medical Center in the emergency department after um, being an EMT in the Matanuska Valley at Station 61 for a while. So had a lot, some pre-hospital experience and then just went right into the emergency department. And um, yeah, and then I moved to Valdez uh -huh. and started working there in 2011 where I learned to be a pretty well-rounded and broadly scoped a critical access nurse and still mm -hmm. learning that role every day. Mm -hmm. Good, awesome. Well, great to uh, great uh, great to uh, to have you with us this afternoon, Chris. Uh, welcome. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself and and what you do. Okay, uh, my name is is uh, Chris Cothran, and um, I'm a uh, pretty much a lifelong Alaskan. I moved up here in '72. Uh, my family was in aviation. Um, um, so we've traveled throughout the state. My um, uh, most of my family were they were bush pilots, and so we traveled um, all over the state. Um, but then uh, lived in Anchorage, uh, went to school here, went to UAA nursing school as well. Got my BSN way back in 1988. Um, I started here at Providence in uh, 1989 in January, so I've been here for 33 years. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, it, I, I've been uh, medical oncology, um, and that wasn't the original plan. The original plan was um, you know, I wanted to do get some med surge under my belt, uh, do critical care, and I wanted to be a flight nurse, just to kind of carry a little bit of the family tradition as well as the healthcare tradition. Um, and I started working with oncology patients from my first year, and um, 
I just fell in love with that. Um, I just, I truly love oncology patients. I love oncology as a science, the whole bit. Um, so I've been here for all 33 years. So I work as a bedside nurse. Um, I also work as charged resource nurse as well. Um, do orientation for new hires, new grads, um, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and my husband is a nurse here as well. He works in the recovery room. My son is a nurse here as well. He works in ICU. Wow. Um, so. Yep. There's been there's been one time where one patient was touched by all three Cochrans. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. Um, um, and I just, um, yeah, I think I'll probably just stay at the bedside the, my entire rest of my career. And um, that's me. Good for you. Well, that's yeah. pretty. You know, I don't think I've ever talked to any uh, any nurse in my career that the husband and uh, a family, a son, right? Uh, yeah. You know, being a nurse at the same time. So that's pretty cool. Good for really good is. for all of you. And yeah. uh, you beat me up by one year. So you graduated in '88, and I graduated in '89. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, great to have you and great uh, to, to have you spend some time with us. Mm -hmm. Cindy, I, I, uh, last time you and I talked, you reminded, uh, you reminded, uh, you reminded us, in fact, Chris was in on the conversation with us, you're, you're, you, in, you reminded us that, you know, you really need to be a strong generalist uh, when you work in a, a critical access hospital, rural settings, if you will. Can you tell us a little bit more about what does that mean? What does that look like to be a nurse in uh, in Valdez? Like maybe describe for us a day in the life of, what does that look like? Yes. So let me give you a bit, a bit of context, right? So we're a 21 bed facility. Um, we work in the acute care side, which is 11 beds. And it's one department, one floor. It's not, you know, compartmentalized. So we staff, on a good day, three to four nurses, one CNA. Um, and our nurses work in med surge, OB, ED, OR, and any outpatient ambulatory services. So we have several, many nurses that have their own background, their own specialty like ED or ICU, and they bring that value to the team. So we definitely have to work collaboratively to take care of the patients that we see. And we live in a really remote recreational area. So we see high acuity at lower volumes. And on any given day, you can be laboring an OB patient. A trauma patient can, can come in via EMS or helicopter. And then we have our regular medical issues like STEMIs or uh, COPD exacerbations. And then we have our outpatient infusions like Remicade, Tysabri, Regeneron. So on any given day, that's what you'll see coming through the door. So we're a jack of our trades. So how do you, how do you prepare for that? Uh, and, and, or, or maybe you can't. Uh, and so, so how do you, how do you guys keep up? How do you, how do you develop the competencies to take care of like such, you know, variation in patient. Can you tell us a little bit about that? A lot of education. Um, and I, I think it takes a lot of self-motivation, mm -hmm. um, self-learning, because as the one educator for the facility for all this, the specialties, 
it is difficult to maintain and keep up on all those competencies, especially in the past two and a half years when we've thrown COVID into the workflow. Um, but it's constant. There's there's always classes because our nurses have to have all, you know, six certifications to function in the ED. We're also trauma level four center. So all of our nurses have to have TNCC. Um, it's, we have two clinical academies, which I'll probably talk about in, in a little bit. Um, they're for our highest needs areas, okay. um, which is the emergency department and obstetrics, you know, high acuity, high liability areas. So those are the two specialties that concern our nurses the most. So we do focus on those and we developed a clinical academy for um, those areas to help transition new residents, which are new graduates and um, fellow RNs into those areas because it's easier to orient and train somebody to do med surge and ambulatory services. Um, as opposed to emergency department obstetrics, because it's it's a lot of material to learn, mm-hmm. and then yeah. competent. And with the lower volume, um, the learning curve is longer. Yeah, because okay. we don't need that volume for that quick retention. Yeah, yeah, I bet, I bet. You know what's so in today's environment? You know, we find ourselves today uh, in a very interesting space uh, in nursing, um, huge, uh, huge demand. Uh, the supply is wonky, uh, you know, at best right now. Uh, do you find that it's, is it tough to recruit and retain or tougher to recruit and easier to retain? Uh, what, what's that look like for, for a place like Valdez or is it tough for both? I definitely think it's tough for both. Okay. Um, it's definitely more difficult to recruit. We ha- we've had a lot of, we have a few longtime nurses and um, given our area, our landscape that we live in, it's, it can be difficult to living remotely, living in a place that gets a lot of snow yeah. in this dark. Um, the recruitment is definitely difficult. And we've worked hard on that over the last couple years. Um, and it's very, it's not an easy workplace to step into. It can be very intimidating. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you become strong in a, in a single department. You develop a workflow um, and you can hold down four to five patients. But when you step into an environment um, where you may have a solid background in one area, but all these other uh, specialties may make you nervous. If yeah. you're not ready to just jump right in and learn what you can to do the best you can, it can be very intimidating. It does scare yeah. some folks away. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. I mean, I tell you, you and I would find ourselves on that unit right now and uh, and uh, and there'd be a laboring woman that comes in. I'd go like, uh, Cindy, Cindy. <laughs> I mean, really, seriously. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's specialty skills right there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Indeed. Well, thanks for giving us a, a, a flavor for what that, for what that looks like. Uh, Chris, uh, lots of passion around oncology. You've been, mm-hmm. you've been in that space for so long. And I remember that the last time you and I talked about, we, uh, 
we reference the special kind of hell that we've been living over the last uh, two and a half years now, you know, right? Who, who knows how long it's been? Mm -hmm. um, and yet, uh, you know, you and all of your colleagues, you know, are still showing up every day. Mm -hmm. I mean, what keeps you going uh, right now? What what feeds your soul as a nurse? Yeah, you know, and, and we try and really talk a lot about that because it is, um, like you said, it's just, it's been a really difficult time. Um, nurses are burnt out. Nurses are leaving. Um, we have a different population. We have a different um, patient population that are very, um, it, it, it's difficult to take care of them. Let's just say, put that, put it that way. So, um, but the other day, I, it's our patients that that show that that love and that support and that you know they will they'll say oh thank you so much for being here we really appreciate you and and we have we have this one in particular patient just dear to my heart and anyway he um you know he's it he says you know thank you guys so much for being here you're part of our family and so on and so forth and and it was like no you know what it's it's patients like that that reignite that reason that you are a nurse and that reason why you still show up and that and you're still there and it's that and so i have to thank them i say you know no thank you for reigniting us um and you know you have those those small pockets that i think you have to kind of hold on to that 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 is why you became a nurse that is why you're here um you know i and just to kind of go on a little side note i don't know of any other profession or any other job that somebody can do. Um, you know, I've done everything from deliver a baby outside a door at the hospital to speak at my my, my patients' funerals. So, you know, you have that huge range. Um, but it is, it's that, it, it's, it's, it's those patients that, that, um, that you know that you make a difference and they verbalize that to you. And it's like, okay, I'm reignited, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, I bet. You know, you um, earlier on, you, uh, I think I heard you say, you know, nurses are burnt out. And, mm -hmm. uh, I, and I would agree with you that there's, uh, there's too many uh, nurses, you know, that are burnt out. No one, uh, no one deserves to be burnt out. And, um, you know, my my understanding, my reading, uh, the little bit of expertise I have around that, uh, it, everything leads to uh, to there's there's no silver bullets. Um, mm -hmm. There's, uh, you know, it's 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 a it's an individual uh, feeling, a space that one can find themselves in for all sorts of reasons. But knowing what we know and knowing what you know, having practiced for all these years and, and seeing more people around you, I mean, this is just an assumption on my part, more people around you that tell you they're burnt out or they look like they're burnt out. Although there's no silver bullet, what, what, uh, what should we be focused on so that uh, we... Um, we decrease that that feeling of of burnout that that too many nurses are feeling right now yeah. i mean what's 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 the top three priorities from your perspective well you know and i think for our i can speak for our unit what i think has and 
I have a, Five North has a special place in my heart. So I think what we do really well here is that we are a second family. So we rely on one another. We, we help out one another. We have great, great teamwork on our unit. I mean, because um, we're also not only oncology, but we're a medical unit. So as, as you guys will know, medical units are everything, right? So um, we really work together well. Um, we'll do we'll do little special um, special days, um, kind of make work a little bit more fun as much as we can. But I really I think it's that support. It's that you know what? Yeah, and acknowledging that you know what? It's tough. Nobody's saying it's not tough. What we have to do then is kind of hold on to those times and those moments, like I talked about earlier, and hold on to those moments um, and kind of, you know, not to be Pollyannish, but know that it's going to get better, that there is a, there, it will. But we also have to kind of rely on one another. And it's okay to have bad days. It's okay to be burnt. It's okay to kind of, you know what? I don't know if I like doing this anymore. Okay, what about it don't you like? What part of this profession or you know this day or whatever? But I I think we rely on our colleagues up here. And again, I can only speak to my unit. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we have a lot of great leadership um, that stands behind us. We feel validated by our leadership. We feel supported by our immediate leadership. You know, we've, um, we've got, uh, we have two ACMs and a manager. Um, our manager just left, so um, and this was a manager that we've only had for like, I think he was here less than a year, um, and now he's moved on. So we've been without a manager for quite some time, and our two ACMs, they've you know pulled up the reins and they support us. And um, yeah, I know I'm kind of blathering on now, but uh, <laughs> I hope I kind of hope I kind of answered it. But I yeah, but well, I that, that working together. Yeah, so here's what I heard, right? I heard, uh, so I, I heard support. This is a very important, you know, priority. So, so having a support structure, whether we have it around us and then to create it around us is also mm -hmm. equally important. So how nurses at the bedside, you know, supporting each other. But I also heard you talk about the support that you're feeling from your immediate supervisors, uh, whatever that means for you. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, and, and that's that's definitely a priority. There's no there's no doubt about that. Uh, Cindy, same question, completely different, right? Environment. Uh, anything else that comes to mind as a top priority, or are the or are the priorities the same no matter the setting? I, I think some priorities remain the same regardless of the setting, but I heard a, a really good reflection. Um, just last week that I think is important. It, it didn't impact me initially, but as I've thought on it and chewed on it, it's impacted me more each day. And the statement was to, to not give your all, but give your best. We can give our best when we show up to work and yeah, recognize they're, they're going to be hard days and to be um, transparent with those feelings. Um, seek the help that you might need yourself, whether that is with a friend, a coworker, your manager, and self-care is, is important. 
um, establishing boundaries um, to do your best at work, but also take care of your yourself and your family the best you can as well, because you're going to have to refill yourself. Nursing, being a care provider in healthcare is so demanding and it, it can be emotionally and mentally taxing. And I feel like we need to take care of ourselves, each other, um, and in regards to ourselves, meaning getting good sleep, eating healthy, um, talking to somebody when you see difficult things or you're struggling with some, something at work. Um, and yeah, being the support for each other. So there's there, there's a long list of things, but um, yeah, well, are, those are the things I've been focusing on. Thanks for sharing. I appreciate that. You know, we've... Uh, we have all had a moment, like a moment, the moment in our career as a nurse that just sticks with you. Um, what's What's been that moment for you, Chris? Oh, boy. Oh, Mom I got to say moments. <laughs> I, I know I'm you know, 33. I, I just it's just like those, you know, those certain patients. You remember their room. You remember their Uncle Harold that was the crazy drunk at the wedding. I mean, you hear all these great stories. And I think that's why I like oncology as well is, you know, I, I, I um, okay, I'm going to pick two. Um, and it is both ends of the spectrum of life, which I think is important. Um, one of them, I'm going to, oh, sorry, I might get tears. So we had this one, um, this one patient, lovely man. And I took care of him for seven years, seven years, young. And so he had his separate lives. He had his hospital life and his home life and never the two shall meet. So his, when he passed his lovely mother, um, I can just say her first name, lovely Naomi. We still get together every Christmas. I see her every Christmas. So she asked for me to speak at his funeral because she said that was a part of his life that nobody else was privy to. And if I could speak to that. So she asked if I'd speak at his funeral. And I'm just like, I would be honored to. So I think that was a huge moment on multi, on many levels. But the other moment was um, I delivered a baby at the front door of the hospital. I was, yeah, I was, um, was, I was um, discharging one of my patients and this gentleman drives up and he opens up the door. And when he said, it's coming, I kind of knew what it was. <laughs> It wasn't so, Santa Claus, right? It wasn't. And so I go running to the door and my and my 30 something years ago of, of Jill Janke, my up my obstetrics teacher at, in uh, nursing school, I, I was able to channel her and um, and I delivered a baby in a car. Wow. So, you know, I think so. Yeah, those are two biggies. Yeah, no kidding. Thank you for sharing. I really yeah. appreciate that. It's I'm I'm always amazed uh, at uh, at the stories uh, that nurses have uh, in that regards. Mm -hmm. Cindy, how about you? What's what's that one moment that will forever stick with you? Yeah, these are. It's hard, isn't it? <laughs> it's hard. Mm -hmm. And you can't talk about them without crying, right? So, yeah, 
the moment that stuck with me the most was I had a cancer patient and I couldn't do oncology because it's just, man, you guys have a heart. It takes a lot, but she was, she was dying, right? It was, she was end of life and her family came from out of, out of country, couldn't stay to be there with her. So after they left, you know, as a nurse, you just take these moments and she asked for prayer and uh, prayed with her. And um, it's so important to, to be present in these tender moments for people, but also to remember why we still do this. And, and we are, we work in a rapidly changing environment and life is so busy, but we can capture those powerful moments if we're present. So. What a gift to, uh, to be able to, uh, to be there, right? So you were able, able to share prayer with that patient, the, the sacred encounter that, um, that you created uh, in partnership with your, uh, with your patient. So what a gift that was and what a gift it is that, uh, that you actually shared that with us today, both of you. Uh, what a gift it is that you shared uh you shared the uh those very special moments you know um if i think uh back i wish i wish this would have been the last question i asked because i think it would have been a, a great way to end our conversation because I, I i don't want to leave i don't want to leave away from that because it's such a, a great space for us to be but maybe if we build on that there's there's something about the uh, every time I I spend time with nurses at the bedside I'm um, I'm constantly reminded that uh, of the importance of the team the team spirit our, our colleagues that we work together with and 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 in some circumstances it's, it's way beyond the nurses that we're working together but it's the team at large and it's the multidisciplinary team because particularly i mean my 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 feeling is that uh, my assumption is that particularly in a place like valdez for instance uh, right uh dang you know one person doesn't pull up their weight and then it's uh you know it's not it's not a good place to be i i can only imagine when you think about the war the the team that you're that you're with today what are you the most proud of any one of you oh the team for sure so to say more about that um Valdez has a very family-oriented culture. Um, it definitely provides a connection, um, a sense of belonging, not only from administration and nursing. Um, I don't have any family in the state of Alaska or in Valdez, and I've definitely found family within PBMC because of how we support each other, how we're 
when we know someone's struggling, the other will will like come up, come alongside you and help you through something. Um, we face challenges together, not only just because of where we work remotely, but um, COVID challenges, all the surges, um, still encouraging each other. I mean, I'm, I couldn't be more proud of every person I work with at, at Val, in Valdez. Um, awesome. awesome. And I just think that uh, I'm very thankful that I'm a team member there. Good for you. Good for you. A theme that oftentimes, uh, you know, carries through. And um, it, it, as I'm hearing you say it, uh, though, uh, it's, uh, I mean, it's, the, it's I, I'm hearing you say it's the entire organization, uh, which is, which is pretty, you know, pretty amazing, pretty amazing to hear. They've built a really good culture over the last several years. And you can feel it when you walk in the doors at the facility. You'll you'll experience it in August. Awesome. I look forward to it. I look forward to it. How about you, Chris? Um, in, you know, listening listening to Cindy, um, I'm at times I miss that smaller community, that smaller team kind of thing. And speaking of teams, please tell Michaela hello from Dean and I. Will do. Yeah. My husband used to work with Michaela, who now works down in Valdez. So, mm -hmm. so the team expands. So, um, but I, but I will say, you know, thinking about that, working in a larger facility versus a smaller facility, um, our team, we have little micro teams. I think what might be the best way to kind of mm -hmm. describe that. Yeah. Um, you know, we have our, we have our, our team during the day where it's um, you know the nurses and the PCTs, the respiratory therapists, the occupational therapists, the physical therapists, and all of that. And, and, and for me, working here for so long, knowing these people, which is lovely, um, um, you, know, you, you know them, so you develop these relationships. So you work as a team, you're able to call them up and say, hey, you know, so-and-so that we worked with yesterday, they aren't walking as well. So can you maybe spend a little bit of extra time physical therapist friend um, and, and, you know, or what can I do to help getting him, getting him stronger? Um, um, and then you make that team a little bit larger floor to floor and Hey, for North, which, which is our surgical unit. Oh man, we've got this surgery patient. We've got this wound. Uh, you know, what kind of, what, what would you do for this dressing kind of thing? And, and so in a way, having those larger teams is, re is really nice, but I do, I gotta say, I kinda, I, I like my, I like my small and maybe that's because I, I um, yeah, I don't know, but, um, but yeah, so you kind of have those little micro teams. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but I, you know, um, yeah, it's 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 really nice. We have we all work really well together. I got to say that. Awesome. Well, yeah. a common theme this afternoon, which is how proud we are of the team that we get to practice mm -hmm. uh, with, and uh, uh, something that I'm hearing out loud and how grateful my own word here, grateful both of you are uh, for having that. Chris, Cindy, thank you so much for joining us today. 
and to everyone for listening and sending in your questions. To learn more about our initiatives, our program, our services, and ways to give. Or if you are looking for help or medical advice, please visit providence.org. And make sure to follow us on social media at Providence on Twitter and at Providence Health System on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks so much for joining us today. Have a great day.